everyone. Welcome to another episode of Sleep and Relax ASMR. This episode, I am uh, going to be rambling about band, percussion, an important lesson my grandfather taught me, and much more. This is yet another ramble episode, a series where I pick a series of topics, and I start to ramble on and on and on about them. Typically, it's incoherent, doesn't make any sense at all, and it bores you to the point of sleep, and uh, that's the point. Now, before getting into this episode, I'd like to thank Helix for their delicious Helix Dusk Luxe mattress that I've been sleeping on for a little while now. This to me feels like it's certainly better than any mattress I ever slept on while I was in band camp, that's for sure, or any camp for that matter. It's almost like a medium pillow, or a medium cloud is what I was trying to say, that just caresses your body and offers you the right support in every angle. Now, Helix are an amazing company. They will make basically a personalized, customized mattress based on your height, weight, age, sleep preference. Just go to helixsleep.com relax, take their two-minute sleep quiz. They will get you paired with the perfect mattress for you. And right now, Helix is offering up to $125 off all mattress orders. So visit H-E-L-I-X-S-L-E-E-P.com slash R-E-L-A-X for up to $125 off your mattress order. That's helixsleep.com slash relax, $125 off your mattress order. Again, the Helix Dusk Lux that I've been sleeping on has been something of a um, miracle. It is the best mattress I've ever slept on, period, end of story. So, get yourself that. Thanks, Helix. And now I am trying to open up my notes again to see where I left off here. Or trying to collect my thoughts, I should say, where I left off. Let me think. Okay. Yeah, I found it here. So. Let's start with being in in a band, or school band, more accurately said. When I was young, around eight years old, my family moved myself and my siblings to a foreign country. This was for my dad's work. It certainly wasn't just out of the blue, like, hey kids, let's get out of here. So obviously, as one does when moving to a new place, I was obligated to go to a new school. And I remember this like it was yesterday. I remember my mother taking my siblings and I to visit a few schools. The first uh, three we went to, um, we hated for one reason or another. One looked like a literal prison. I remember that. They had barbed wires on the outside of a school. They had these high concrete walls. And I thought it was just so creepy, in my opinion. I don't know whether it was a good school or not. I just knew I didn't want to go there. Now, of course, in retrospect, had my mother chosen that school, then, okay, that would have been fine, I'm sure. Uh, But it was just creepy. It was creepy. The first thing you see at eight years old, and I had younger siblings, you know, you don't want to see a school with high concrete walls and a barbed wire fence. I thought my parents were punishing us for something we had done. 
second school I didn't like because immediately when I got on campus, we were going around. There were maybe four or five kids my age that were being rude to me. Not bullying per se, but just being standoffish. And uh, I genuinely couldn't tell you why. Um, anyway, my mother had heard that and, of course, didn't want to send us there. The third school was the right pick in the end. Uh, third time's a charm, as they say. So one thing about the new school was, unlike my previous school, uh, my new school had a band program. I was never musically gifted, let's say. At that point, I had no interest in instruments. And when asked by the band teacher what I wanted to play, I initially answered with the trombone. I thought it was a powerful looking instrument and figured it would be a good fit. He asked me this only then to go on and have me in percussion. Percussion, at least in my school, wasn't like, you know, playing a full drum set. You know, it's not like we learned how to play a drum set. Rather, being part of percussion was actually just playing the snare drum or the triangle or the uh, big drum that doom, doom, doom. Then I forget how they call it. Uh, this made band class totally uninteresting to me. Every second or third beat, I would just hit the snare drum once or twice with my drumsticks and then wait for my turn. Or even worse, if I were on the big drum, again, I totally am blanking out on what the name of those, that you know, that big circular drum that you see in band camp. It's kind of like the, like the base of, of sort of like the drum line or whatever you call it. Um, so let me clarify, it's not like I'm claiming this was a terrible experience, it really wasn't. I'm just saying it was a thankless class for me, and I would have, in retrospect, really appreciated if the band teacher had given me an opportunity to actually learn an instrument instead of just hitting the snare drum or the big drum every few beats. Or even worse, he put me on the triangle sometimes. Quite literally, I was um, sitting down and waiting every you know, four, fifth, fourth, fifth, sixth beat, whatever it is, to the triangle once or twice. Ding, ding, ding. I mean, it was not a lot of fun. So again, in retrospect, I would have appreciated had the band teacher given me an opportunity to learn an instrument instead of just having me hit the snare drum or the triangle or the big drum, whatever it's called, every now and then. See, my mother, she didn't understand that being in band class <clears throat> and being in percussion didn't actually mean it didn't actually mean I was learning how to play the drums or playing multiple instruments in percussion so she put me in drum lessons over the summer it was actually like a summer camp for kids that wanted to learn how to play the drums so it was that one time at band camp it was a lot of fun but unfortunately I never really got the hang of it I think I was a type of kid that found too many things interesting, but really needed to love something for me to actually concentrate on it. I feel like I'm still like that to a very large degree. <clears throat> um, but I think I have a little more balance. Well, I should have more balance now. If one grows up over time and still only has the patience and balance of an eight-year-old, then you haven't really developed have you 
my grandfather always said something to me that as a kid I absolutely hated because I knew he was right, but I just didn't want to grow up. And what he said was, you must always be flexible. I would always say that my flexibility wasn't very good, but of course he meant I should be flexible in the situation I'm in because life doesn't always hand you a straight path, nor does it ever accommodate to you just because you're special, bright, or anything like that. So he would always say you have to be flexible. And looking back on it, I try to emulate that as best as I can. Sometimes I get frustrated about silly or inconsequential things, as I think a lot of people do. I appreciate that as a kid, you have adults that are there to whip you into shape, you know, to be polite, to kind of learn how things go. Turning back to the band camp and band and all that, long story short, I never did really learn how to play the trombone, and I never did get a chance to play anything other than the snare drum and the triangle and that big uh, drum. But, you know, it was a fun experience being in band camp for that month. There was Jimmy, uh, who was a kid from um, Delaware, something like that, Wyoming. It was like he was from one of these states that you hear about, but you never actually meet anyone from there. And um, he was a really nice kid. His, his, I think, grandparents lived in the area. And I remember we would, at that time, I was playing uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh was kind of like a newish card game. You know, if you're unfamiliar with Yu-Gi-Oh, it's basically just a card game. It's kind of like Pokemon, except the goal of like the show of Yu-Gi-Oh, it wasn't to capture, you know, animals. It's basically just you play a card game and then, you know, in real life, it was a very uh, fun and effective card game because you're basically just, uh, you know, going head to head against uh, your competitor. And I remember being... I legitimately don't remember much about band camp or drum camp, whatever you want to call it. But I do remember spending basically every lunch playing Yu-Gi-Oh! against Jimmy. And it was interesting because it would always go back and forth. Right, I would win the first match, he'd win the second one. It all kind of boiled down to the final game before we were there. I think we were in band camp for like a week. Two weeks. It wasn't one of those stayover ones, by the way. Right, This was just you know, kids that lived in the area or visiting the area. They would go to the camp during the day and their parents would pick them up. I never did a sleepaway camp, I think is what they're called. I never quite understood them. I listened to <clears throat> I listened to a uh, podcast where the host uh, has sent his kids away multiple times on sleepaway camp, and so he justifies it by saying it's a good lesson for them to grow up a little bit, become a little more independent, and then obviously for him and his wife, it's alone time and some kind of you know a little bit of time for themselves. You know, I'm not a parent myself, but. I have young cousins and I can understand how difficult it may be to 
you know, be a parent, obviously, and, and um, how difficult it is to raise kids. But I never quite, and I guess I still don't quite follow the appeal of sleepaway camp. Because I, I don't know, are they supposed to be, for example, themed? Like, is it, if you're in a sleepaway camp, it's a themed camp like you are, um, I don't know, like learning something? Like, do you learn how to farm? Do you learn how to, you know, is it like, are there sleepaway band camps? I'm not sure. Legitimately, it's something that I've, I've, I have no experience. I have no comprehension of how those things work. It's funny how that works out sometimes where you, for some people, there are some things that it's, it's ingrained in the fabric of their lives. You know, like they, they know, they know something so well because it's just part of the way they've grown up. And I'm sure that there are some people listening that maybe, you know, they grew up on sleepaway camp. Maybe that you have kids that you send to sleepaway camp. And maybe all this is so obvious to you. But to me, it's, again, a, a whole foreign concept. One that I never indulged in or had a chance to really learn about as a kid. So anyway, the ending with Jimmy was we would spend basically all of our off time just battling in Yu-Gi-Oh. And, um, you know, because the bank camp, I think you got there at 9 and then your parents would pick you up at, you know, three or four. It's like you were basically at school. You know, you'd have different percussion classes or whatever. I, I really don't remember. I really don't remember in terms of how they would structure it. Uh, the only uh, instructor I remember was uh, a guy, I think, whose name was Mr. Johnson or Mr. Jansen, one of those two, that... He taught, um, he was obviously a private instructor, uh, and then he had worked with a famous band at one point or another, giving one of their drummers a lesson, or kind of working for, or maybe he filled in for that, I, I don't know. Maybe he just lied about it. He was a good uh, teacher, I remember that, I remember he would do some solos here and there, and then he was obviously really good, as one should be when instructing others how to do something but I never I don't really remember his story I do remember that there was one student that was playing and then farted and then all the kids were laughing as kids do and Mr. Jansen or Mr. Johnson he took the fall for the kid. He, uh, we knew what he was doing, but he just, you know, he felt so bad for the kid because he didn't want the kid to feel isolated or made fun of. So he said, no, that was me. I'm the one that farted. He was a really nice guy. I remember that. He was a really nice guy. He was a pretty young guy. I think he was probably in his late 20s at that time, early 30s, and uh, just a cool dude. So you had Jimmy, and then I had, um, there was one other kid that we would hang out with pretty frequently, Frank. It was Jimmy and Frank. But Jimmy, again, Jimmy was like the guy that I was 
you know, like always hanging out with Frank didn't like Yu-Gi-Oh as much. And so we wouldn't, we wouldn't play, uh, like we wouldn't spend time with each other, like playing Yu-Gi-Oh and all that, obviously. But, you know, whenever, uh, Jimmy and I were not playing Yu-Gi-Oh, we would hang out with Frank, uh, who was a kid from New York who kind of had like that New York gangster accent. You know, if you, he kind of talked like Joey Diaz. If you, if you guys know Joey Coco Diaz, he kind of had that voice. And uh, he was a nice kid. He was good. I remember he, he, he was really interested in learning how to play, you know, all the instruments in percussion. And he was really into it. Again, I was more focused on, you know, because again, my, my mom, she thought that band class in my school was going to be like, eventually you can work your way up into a band where you're rocking out on the drums and performing these awesome solos in front of, you know, students and faculty and parents and all that. And it really wasn't. And I tried telling her that, you know, I don't regret going to band camp. I don't re regret any of that. I mean, it was a good time. But it was one of those things where, as a parent, my mother probably thought it was going to be really fruitful, and that I was going to learn something really interesting and, you know, apply it for a very long time, and it was the exact opposite. I mean, I spent more time playing Yu-Gi-Oh. I mean, the thing I probably remember the most from band camp was the last game. Again, it was even, you know, it was something like... Head to head, Jimmy and I, we had tied the series. It was like, you know, eight to eight, ten to ten, something like that. And the last game, and we said, This is the last game. You know, we, we won't play again. And uh, Jimmy beat me. Son of a bitch, he beat me. I remember that. But he was a, a graceful winner. I tried to be a graceful loser. I think being a sore loser as a kid says a lot about your attitude growing up. I think it's okay to lose. I think it's just um, a matter of putting forth your best effort, you know, and if you put forth your best effort, then there's sometimes, you know, if you think about how small the margin of error is, is between victory and, and losing for so many things in life, it's probably not worth being pissed off about it. Obviously, if you work hard, it's disappointment is different than being a bad loser. I think being a bad loser is someone who doesn't recognize that they lost and so they set an expectation that if I lost, it's because the other person cheated or the other person did something incorrect or that person got lucky. No, I think you need to just recognize, you know, I lost. I need to get better. And if I'm better, then I'm going to win more often than I lose. Is my opinion, at least. Um, of course, growing up, I was a very competitive kid. I played uh, sports, and I think I was very fortunate that just about every team I played on was pretty successful. You know, I won championships in different sports at different age groups with uh, different teams. I remember playing baseball as a kid, and the uh, travel team I was on was dreadful, just absolutely dreadful. There was only one kid in my travel team between the ages of like, excuse me, 
between the ages of like 9 and 11 or 12. That was a very good player. And a uh, kid that had long hair. We called him Shinny because his last name was like like o, o, O'Shea or something like that. So we called him Shinny for some reason. I mean, I were pretty good friends. I mean, we, again, were... I mean, I, I wasn't a great player. I think I was just good. And, and I was good enough, and I think I was... I tried very hard. You know, I tried to, like, really learn and practice and get better and play well in games. Other kids didn't take it very seriously. I'm not sure how I got to the topic of Little League Baseball. I guess it doesn't matter. I mean, that's part of the ramble. I hope one day to uh, have a son, and I think the first sport I'm going to introduce to him is baseball. And in many ways, I want to introduce him to baseball because I think baseball in many ways is a sport about discipline and patience. You know, you don't get to just dominate the ball like you do in basketball. You don't get to make a big hit like in football. It's obviously a lot safer than something like football. Um, I don't know. Fun sport. It's also a sport that, if you're good at it, I mean, baseball, professional baseball gives you so many opportunities to try and succeed just with the the way the, the minor league system works where you get drafted and then you're playing at single-A baseball, double-A. You move up, you move up, you move up. Obviously, a ton of scholarships for our baseball as well. But maybe soccer, you know, maybe maybe I'll have him play a little bit of soccer instead. I don't know. That's a totally different episode. I don't necessarily want to go down this rabbit hole. If you guys want to know what I would do as a parent, email me, and we'll chat about it. I'm running late for something that I have to be at. My uh, family's going to be very upset if I don't get there on time. Even though I'm usually quite uh, punctual. That's the end of this episode. If you guys have any questions, comments, suggestions, you can always email the show at hello with sleep and relax ASMR.com. You can check out our website, sleep and relax ASMR.com. Thanks as always for listening and take care. <laughs>